Look at my cousin. He's broke. Don't do shit. Episode number 46. Episode 46 on July 21st, 2023, the year of our Lord. Had a weird day at work. Great day at work. I always have good days at work, but had a weird, uh, we have this thing called a release party, right? It's so you guys remember when I told you I got promoted and I didn't get promoted that day, but I'm in line to get promoted within the next 12 months. So to celebrate that, the base does a whole release party for it, a tech technical sergeant release party, right? And uh, it's not mandatory, but it's it's expected that you go. They announce your name, you shake the commander's hand, you salute the whole thing, and then everyone hangs out afterwards and congratulates you. Or so I thought. We're going to get into this on the Military Monday, but it ended up being a weird thing. It bothered me to no end, and we'll talk about it on Monday. So I was in a really good mood, then got in a really foul mood, walked the dog, ate dinner, and all I've been fucking reading since then on Twitter the last two days has been this fucking Jason Aldean song. Try it in a small town. Try that in a small town. Is that what we're calling it? Is that the name of this thing? Try that in a small town. That's the name of it. That's what we're going with. But before we get into that song and the controversy surrounding it, first we're going to do this date in history, July 21st. History has its eyes July 21st. 1861, the first major battle of the American Civil War took place known as the First Battle of Bull Run, or the First Battle of Manassas, as it's known in the South. This battle, fought in Prince William County, Virginia, was the first major land battle of the American Civil War. The Confederates won this battle, which gave them a surge of confidence and shocked many in the North who expected a quick victory for the Union. This battle set the stage for a long and bloody conflict that would follow. History has its Kind of a weird fact. I don't pick these facts. I just research them. And it's the first one that usually comes up. But it's kind of funny how that the Civil War ties into, I guess, what we're kind of talking about today in this Jason Aldean song that's been trending on Twitter, TikTok, pretty much any social media. Reads to my brows with uh, the portrayal in the music video, the lyrics of it, and all that stuff. So we're going to dive into it. And I want to preface this by saying, I don't listen to country music. I don't hate it. I just never found the appeal to it. I'm not going to do the Bo Burnham thing of saying it all sounds the same, but it all sounds the same. It's very similar. There's different types of country. I learned from my good friend who is a country enthusiast. There's like old school country that's like backwoods country with the banjo and shit. And then there's like the Jason Aldean, Kenny Chesney, Luke Bryan type of country music that's like pop country. I always thought Zach Brown Band was country. And apparently that's like island pop. So that's as far as my country music goes. But a lot of my friends like country music. I know chicks love country music. I just never saw the appeal of it. So I'm going to preface that by saying, preface this by saying that I just don't care for it. It is what it is, but it's trending. And I had to look into it. What the hell's going on with the song? And right off the bat, I saw the lyrics and I'm like, I saw what's going on here. But let's dive into it. I hate that phrase. Let's dive into it. Let's get into it. So country music star Jason Aldean's latest release, Try That in a Small Town, has stirred a considerable amount of controversy igniting heated debates across various platforms. The song, imbued with a staunch anti-protest and anti-city sentiment, has garnered a mixed response from both significant criticism and support. Notably, singer-songwriter Cheryl Crow, our queen, 
renowned in the music in- industry, has expressed her disapproval, contending that the song s- seemingly encourages violence all the while neglecting Aldine's own experiences with the Las Vegas mass shooting in 2017. In his song, Aldine passionately declares his commitment to protect his small town against any potential disruptors of law and order, hinting at violence if deemed necessary. The accompanying music video, with Aldine performing in front of Tennessee's Maury County Courthouse, a location associated with historical racial violence, further intensifies the controversy. Moreover, interspersed images of protests and societal unrest within the video have been viewed by critics as inflammatory. Among these critics is Crow, our queen, who has labeled the song as a modern lynching song, pointing out the dog whistle politics that seem to resonate through Aldine's work. However, Aldine counters these criticisms, stating his song merely highlights real news footage and is intended as a call to uphold community values and respect that he believes are increasingly diminishing. Jason Aldine, our our savior. In addition to these concerns, the song portrays a narrative that positions urban areas as hotbeds of violence and rural towns as virtuous sanctuaries, a depiction that contradicts actual research indicating that the risk of injury-related death is higher in rural areas. Aldine's portrayal of a small-town life raises eyebrows since he himself hails from Mason, Georgia, spelled M-A-C-O-N. It's not Macon. That'd be dumb. A relatively large city and currently resides in Nashville. We're going to get into that later. Despite the controversy, Aldine has found allies in right-wing figures, including South Dakota's Republican Governor Kristi Noem and Arkansas Governor and Bulldog Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who have critiqued the perceived attempts to cancel Aldine's song employing the incident to fuel their political narratives. Political narratives. I don't know if I threw an R in political there. Commentator Ara Madawi asserts that such controversies often amplify the messages of the accused rather than silence them. Citing the case of fellow country star Morgan Wallen, Wallen's career trajectory remained unaffected and perhaps even benefited after facing backlash for a racism scandal. Madawi further underscores the right wing's manipulation of nostalgia and paranoia, a sentiment which, which she believes Aldine's song effectively taps into. Aldine's portrayal of small town life is not an isolated incident within the con- within country music, as several artists have faced criticism for their portrayals of lifestyles far removed from their own. Florida Georgia Line, for instance, are known for their bro country songs that idealize rural life and blue collar themes, despite both members having grown up in affluent suburbs. Similarly, Kenny Chesney's music often describes an island lifestyle far removed from his upbringing in East Tennessee, while Luke Bryan's song reflect a simple rural lifestyle that contrasts with his actual life as a high-profile country star. Sounds like a lot of frauds in the country music world. Even Carrie Underwood, despite being born and raised in rural Oklahoma, has been called out for songs like Two Black Cadillacs, which tells a story dramatically removed from her personal experiences. All these examples underline the criticism that these portrayals can often be viewed as inauthentic, misleading, or perpetuating harmful stereotypes, even as they may use storytelling to create characters or narratives that resonate with listeners. To conclude all of this, Aldine's song and the subsequent controversy highlight the challenges that artists face in representing certain lifestyles or cultures authentically. Despite criticism, these songs do tend to resonate with large audiences a fact that underscores the complexity and potential ramifications of such 
portrayals. So what's the problem with this song, right? So if you listen to the song, I think straight off the rip, right in the beginning, the first lyrics are, cuss out a cop, spit in his face. Well, try that in a small town. See how far you make it down the road. Around here, we take care of our own. And it's got the guitar, it's got the mandolin, it's got the whole thing playing. So you're like, all right, well, I get it. You know, we do things different in small towns. Got a gun that my granddad gave me. They say one day they're going to round up. Well, that shit might fly in the city. Good luck. Indicating he thinks the government's coming for their coming for his guns, which is just a stupid thing in general. And yeah, he is right. There are stricter gun laws in cities because they're so fucking populated that if everyone had a gun in their pocket, people would be getting shot left and right. Now, despite what you're about to think, not a lot of gun violence happens in cities. There are gun there is gun violence, yes. And you're gonna be like, oh well, Chicago. Well, Chicago gets a lot of their guns from the surrounding areas that guns are more legal and they get brought into Chicago. We're not talking about that though. What he is saying here is a common thread among right wing, especially the the crazies, the backwoods types that thinks the government's gonna come door to door and pick up your guns and melt them down to disarm everybody and take over the world. Just don't see that happening. That's why you guys have guns. Like it's not going to happen. Imagine that. <laughs> like, I just, I just, like, you know what I mean? Like, how incompetent would that be? Where are they going to get these people from? You know what I mean? Like, how many, you would have to have an army of people going door to door to do that. It just wouldn't happen. It's unfeasible that it would happen. Let alone, you guys already have the guns. And like, yeah, you would lose a shootout with an army. If they did send the army in, which they can't because that's illegal. Well, let's just say they did, you would lose anyway. So if they wanted to, they could, but they can't because the government's incompetent. You can't have it both ways. You can't say they're so incompetent all the time that I don't need them and I want to live on my own to they're going to come door to door and take our guns because they're so competent. It just doesn't, you can't have both. So this song has a lot of those, a lot of those phrases and shit in it where you're like, oh yeah, if I, it's a, it's a dog whistle. That's the definition of a dog whistle. He's not saying it outright, but he's saying, hey, look over here, everyone that believes this, come this way. I'm singing about you. I care about you. Now let's keep in mind, Jason Aldean survived the mass shooting. One of the, I think it was the biggest mass shooting, the deadliest mass shooting in U.S. history, the Las Vegas shooting that killed 60 people and injured 867 when this fucking dude, Stephen Paddock, decided to unload a machine gun out of a Las Vegas window into a crowd of people at his concert. Just a wild scene. I remember that day I woke up, I was at the gym and I was on the treadmill and I remember looking up at the TV and it was like, it was like 5.30 a.m. here and the shit just happened and i was like what the fuck and like it was chaos the whole thing yeah this dude survived the mass shooting and he's telling you get more guns out there and everyone arm up and if they come to your town shoot them it's like dude i don't know i'm not gonna say one way or another if we should have guns or not but i don't think that's the what you should be telling people because the video does a good job of just portraying white families in a neighborhood. It doesn't say anything about having black people in the neighborhood, nothing. It's just white people living in a small town. But here's where the fraud comes in. So like I said earlier, he grew up in Mason, Georgia, which is a large city in Georgia. It's not the largest. It's not even in the top 200 largest cities in America, but it's a large city in comparison to Georgia. If anyone's ever been to Georgia, Georgia outside of Atlanta is a lot of empty space. Mason, Georgia is one of the bigger cities in Georgia. So he grew up in a big, bigger city, a more populated area, I would say. Not a big city, but a more populated area. Now he lives in Nashville. Now, fun fact about Nashville. This isn't a fact. This is an opinion, but it's a well-known opinion. Nashville's like the home of country music, right? But not anybody ever that's from Nashville or in the Nashville area 
considers that the case. Nashville's like the, the stereotype of country music. There's no like real country that comes out of Nashville. It's just where people think country music comes from. So that on its own, him living there is by itself fucking weird as him being a big country pop star. But he's bitching about big cities and he says, come to a small town and do it. It's like, dude, you live in fucking Nashville. Now, what are the numbers on Nashville? Nashville ranks 23rd in population among hundreds of cities, right? So there's 1,900, 19,502 incorporated places that can that could be considered cities in the United States. However, that's accounting for towns that have 50 people. So let's narrow that down a little bit. Let's narrow that down to cities that have a population of over 100,000. So if you put the limit there, you change the parameters to cities that over that have populations over 100,000, there's 314 such cities in the United States. And this is from the census. So in that context, Nashville is 23rd out of 314. So you could say it's the top 25 cities that's most populated. This dude isn't living in a fucking small town. So I don't know where he gets the fucking balls to talk about a small town when you live in the 23rd most populated area in the country. It's the biggest tourist spot in Central in the central part of the United States. Everyone and their mother, I'm going to a bachelor party for in Nashville. That's what people do. They go to Nashville for the bachelor parties and shit. It's a tourist attraction. So he makes this song being like, oh, in a small town, try that. And it's like, yo, you don't live in a small town. You're just literally pandering to these people. And the people that live in small towns, no offense, are kind of fucking stupid. So they're going to eat this shit up. They're like, oh yeah, this is about me, brother. This is it. This is what I'm saying. This is what I've been saying this whole time. If I lived in New York City, you know what I would do? I would take them outside and I would do things to them that I wouldn't do to my, my pig sister. Shut the fuck up, man. Just say it. You're scared to go into a city. You know, you're just scared to go into a city. That's fine. No one's asking you to go towards a city, near a city, do anything near a city. And the numbers also suggest that you're more likely to get injured in a serious injury in a smaller town than you are a bigger city. Now, you can skew those numbers a little bit and say there's less population, so each incident counts more towards the percentage, but do what you want. But back to Jason Aldean being a fraud, because he's climbing up the fraud list with this song. And again, I don't listen to country music. I can give a shit. It's just one of these things like you're just playing to a crowd, and you know what's going to happen is that my stupid ass goes on the internet, searches this song, listens to it, his numbers go up, he makes more money. Both sides, either you love it and you listen to it, you hate it, and you have to listen to it to get the get the lyrics off of it, to see what it's about. Either way, both sides are listening to it and he's making more money, which is the goal for him. So congratulations, he's winning at capitalism and we're just following along. So maybe we're the idiots, but I listened to the entire song and the song just, it's, it is what it is. Like it's, it's made for that reason, for exactly what everyone's highlighting. It's like, oh, well, it's, it's doing what it's supposed to do is getting people to listen to it. You can agree with it or not, but end of the day, he doesn't live in a small town. He never lived in a small town. He's not from a small town. He's a millionaire. He has no business being in a small town. He's just selling you songs. So with that being said, we're going to move along. Get off this Jason Aldean guy for a while. And we're going to wrap it up with the random question of the day. If you could travel back in time, what event or time period in history would you choose to visit and why? I think I had this question already. 
I would go back to the beginning, like to like the first human when like we were legit humans, not like we have all the human human DNA and we still look like a monkey type of thing. Like when the the first group of humans got together and like, hey, we're humans now, like, you know, like the first spark of consciousness to us and just to see what the fuck was going on or maybe even go back further to the beginning, the beginning of time and just see what's going on. If that's not the case, if that's not the option, because I guess we couldn't go back that far because none of us existed, I would go back to what I talked about yesterday and go back to the time of the moon landing for the first time and seeing that in real time because that must have been mind-blowing i got a lot of heat on those comments too you cowards it was a lot of moon landing hoaxers in there i'll tell you that there was one guy came in and defended it and i would say 95 percent of them were just being like yeah you believe that huh and it's just moon landing hoaxers so that was fun to deal with but anyway yeah, I would go back to the moon landing period pretty much for the entire Apollo. I would like to work. I'd probably be an astronaut. Yeah, if I can go back and choose, I would go back and be an astronaut during that time and just get strapped to a fucking rocket and sent into space. Because you know what? When you're going that fast and you're strapped to a rocket like that, that thing blows up. It's over. You're not going to feel it. There's nothing going on. Like, you know what I mean? You depressurize, you're going to blow up. The rocket blows up, you're going to blow up. There's no suffering involved. It's quick. It's over. But if you survive, you're going to be the few that go into space and come back. The one of 18, I think, that went to the moon. I said one of 12 that went to the moon and walked on the moon. Then you're a spaceman. You're legit a spaceman at that point. So there's really no loss. It's all benefit. It's all uphill. It's a win-win. So yeah, that's what I would do. Go back to the go back and be an astronaut during the Apollo missions and just get launched into space. Just see what happens. I would assume I would have the training to do it. You know, I wouldn't just go back and it's me looking like a dickhead and they're like, hey, time to land on the moon. And it's like, ah, oh, shit, I don't know what I'm doing because I can't even play Kerbal Space Program without crashing into shit. So and there's nothing floating around in that game. But anyway, we're going to wrap it up. We got a big Friday. Hope everyone has a good weekend. Um, might have a first guest coming on for Military Monday. One of my old military bu- buddies um ended up being a really close friend uh, he's getting out of the military so we're going to talk about our time in the military together the problems the good parts bad parts the whole thing so looking forward to that that's going to be out on monday obviously and uh we'll see what happens over the weekend but everyone be safe out there have fun do whatever you got to do wear protection let's go yankees <laughs>